Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. This is Tom. This is Mike. And this guy over here is just way too sober for this right now. <laughs> welcome back to the show, Sully. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, uh, do you have a story for us, Sully? Um, I think it would be good for you to start out. You know, I, I'm, this pandemic has been interesting because like like everybody else, I made bread. Um, and, you know, then now we fast forward to, well, Reddit has taken down the stock market. And, <laughs> and somebody explain that to me because I still don't understand what happened there. Um, so a bunch of Redditors, uh, basically what they did is they is they is they leveraged a hedge fund by doing what's called a short squeeze. Basically, the way the way the short selling works is they buy with the hopes of it stays low. Um, mm -hmm. And that way they can buy more at a lower price. So they actually push stocks down and they keep them at a lower price so they can mic they basically make micro transactions and and make money off of those small fractional increases rather than making big bold bets with something like a Google or an Amazon's type type price. So what they did, yeah, what they did is uh, a bunch of redditors got together and they bought all almost all the available stock which drove the price up. And then the hedge fund people then had to go try to buy more stock, which broke them. <laughs> this is and not my story. They cried oh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've just seen nothing but GameStop stuff uh, the last couple of days. So. Yeah, because like the, all the hedge fund guys are like, poor people should invest their money. No, wait, not like that. <laughs> I yeah, have to laugh because like, I was going to say the feel-good story of this real quick. There was a kid whose uh, parents bought him, uh, like, I don't know, like six shares or something like that of the GameStop stock to try to teach him about the stock market investing and stuff. And right. here, like, a like a $30 investment ended up netting this kid, like, $3,200. Yeah, right, yeah, because it went up, like, from, like, I think, like, $30 to, like, almost 400 at one point. Actually, over 400 yeah, it was it was just insane. The kids like I'm gonna take and put this two thousand dollars into the bank, and I'm gonna invest another thousand. Yeah. Now he's probably gonna lose all that now because he'll buy yeah, some yeah. stupid shit. But good luck for him. So my story. Back to the pandemic stuff. So people have done all sorts of stuff. I mentioned in one of our first podcasts that we were doing a lot of gardening, uh, trying to be a little bit more self sustainable, um, not just stockpile stockpiling toilet paper. So my latest, mm -hmm. my latest thing is, is um, I, I, I go outside a lot. I'm on my feet a lot. I walk and run. So my feet get kind of fucked up and callousy and shit. So it's, it's, it's almost a requirement if you're, if you're going to be that active. Cause I, for a while I was doing about an, about an hour and a half to two hour walk per day. So I was putting wow. about six miles on the road. Um, so <laughs> So with things being as they are, nobody wants to really go into places where you're going to be sitting at long, at, lo at long intervals in close proximity. So yeah. I have decided that if this whole project management stuff doesn't work out that I do, I can now fall back to being uh, uh, an Asian nail salon. Because I have, <laughs> I bought myself my own kit and I started doing my own pedicures. Now I say Asian nail salon because while that may sound racist because I'm clearly not Asian, I think that I can't say that I own an Irish nail salon, but people are going to come just to get fucked up. <laughs> so oh, adding, yeah. adding to my, adding to my skill set of things I can do, I can work in an Asian nail salon. And as long as you got bitter potatoes, boy, you'll <laughs> be right. all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you the Irish treatment. That's, that's right. That's where we soak your feet in Jameson's. <laughs> they've so, got like a little bowl full of uh clovers yes and you sort of dip your feet in that to dry them off yeah and 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 also along with this another reason this happened is um this pandemic thing it's it's, it's been circling us for a while uh my wife was actually called into work on a day that she wasn't supposed to be there and at that time, a new person was in the office, and this fucker was not wearing a mask for at least part of the time, and he was and he was rather close to people. Now, some people take their masks off if there's desk, if there's enough distance, that's fine. But I don't know if he knows he had COVID, but my wife fucking got COVID, and we don't really go many places 
you know, I typically do the grocery shopping during the daytime. I work with West Coast people so I can get in the stores between like seven and nine when it's relatively empty during the week. So we, we've been really, really good about this. The only traveling we've done, we've done it with like Airbnb. So we haven't had to interact with anybody, which fucking suits me fine, no matter what year it is. So it's been a lot of fun to go out and do things um, and not have to talk to people. So we did a lot of hiking and, and everything, but it, it, it just fucked up that having to go on work on a day that you're not supposed to be there to work on some stupid fucking project that you could have done remotely. Got and then sick. Get sick. Yeah. Yeah. I, now, me on the other hand, I no longer have an office. Uh, the company I work for has closed their Pittsburgh offices as they've sold that. They've sold the division of the company that I was attached to, to another, to another company. So now I, I don't, I'm a permanent work from home guy, which makes, again, suits me just fine. No matter what year it is. Wow. The, the fact that you can trace that basically directly to a guy who didn't wear a mask and people still still want to say that masks are ineffective. Yeah, and then there's the fact that her company's being a bunch of dicks. Hardly anybody's called her to just check up on her. Like, her boss finally called her, like, four days later to say, hey, how you doing? By the way, do you have so-and-so's phone number? You know, <laughs> like, wow. wow, dude, could you be any more of a cock, man? It's, 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 yeah. it's insane. That's about as callous as it gets. Holy yeah, shit. And they're, and, and, and they're the, of, a lot of these people are of that ilk who believe this is all just a big hoax, that it's just a bad cold. Meanwhile, mm. my, she has had the worst migraine she's ever had in the past couple of days. Her spine feels like it's on fire. No breathing issues, but like it, this thing's really attacking her spinal column, which is not uh, a, an, unknown, an unknown symptom. <sighs> So to, to have like just excruciating back pain all the time is what she's doing. She has bits of energy and I keep telling her, sit down. You're going to, you're going to burn yourself out too soon. And sure as shit, like this afternoon, she just fell apart because she was in so much discomfort and so exhausted just from making fucking donuts and cleaning up the kitchen. Wow. It makes me want to punch somebody in the head when I hear something like that. Happen. Yeah, I'm, 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 I am clearly aggravated with her workplace and she is too. So I don't, I don't know how much longer that's going to last. That feels like grounds for a lawsuit actually. You know what? It's something that we have talked about and it's something that uh, I, I plan on actually looking into. Uh, I, I, like, like negligent endangerment it or is something like that. It's you know? absolutely negligence. You know, there was no reason for her to be there. She can do her remote work remotely. She is not a, um, what do they call them? She's not a crucial worker. What's the word they call them? Uh, ex, uh, yes. Essential. That. Yeah, that's essential, the one. Essential yeah. worker. Yeah. So she's not an essential worker. We don't, you know, we don't work in restaurants or, or auto, automotive repair or anything like that. She's, she's, she's doing fucking marketing and design work. Yeah, that doesn't seem like something that you need to be in close proximity with other assholes to do. Uh, no. Correct. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, I'm sure that I can speak for both of us when I say we, we hope that she, you know, has an expedient recovery. Absolutely. So with that's, that, I am, I am terrible. Yeah. And so with that, I am super happy. I could, I could bring such hilarity with my first story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you set the bar high. Yeah. Well, Mike and I were talking this week and he had mentioned that he had a nice uh, dessert that he was looking forward to, and then something unfortunate happened involving his cat. Would you like to relate that, Mike? Uh, Did he eat the sure. cat? I... <laughs> yeah, his name is Alf. <laughs> yes. Perhaps you... <laughs> My name is Gordon Shumway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, no, my, my, my one elderly cat, uh, she has had a history of, uh, issues and has peed in different places during the course of her, uh, her tenure in my house, which, no, uh, no. is, is not a pleasant, uh, pleasant time all the time, but she, um, recently has taken to pissing on desserts. Uh, What? As in, yeah, um, we had some cookies in a box, uh, pissed on them, um, pumpkin pie around Thanksgiving in a plastic container, pissed on that, um, and just pissed uh, the other day on a cherry pie. And I'm starting to wonder if it's, if it's a dislike for sweets, 
an actual urinary issue, which it shouldn't be because she's been getting medica- medication for it, or if she's just really, you know, in, in earnest watching, you're trying to get my attention to make me watch my sugar intake. So what what is this dessert that you <laughs> that you actually made that your cat felt the need to piss on? Well, I, I didn't. I didn't make any dessert. It was uh, just that we had uh, somebody else had made uh, cherry pie for me, and yeah, she she pissed on it. Wow. Yeah, it's so cherry specific. pie, cookies, and pumpkin pie. Yeah. <laughs> it's so specific. It's not like an entree or a side dish. It's always a dessert. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, uh, stifling to me that I. I just I I just want to have some sweet desserts and uh, like I'm glad that the ice cream and stuff is in the freezer because I don't think she'll go in there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Update on then, Simon. Oops, uh, the other day uh, or today actually, uh, I'm going to the bathroom and he just runs in there and hops up on the rim and I pee right on. <laughs> He pulled an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, evacuation come. (laughs) Jesus, if you're pissing like that, you're something wrong with your bladder. It sounds like a fucking faucet. That's outside of that one that you were throwing up, Tom. Oh, yeah. I feel better now. <laughs> this, is, this is a way to kill 15 minutes. <laughs> Tom, did did you did you have any other story? I can talk about the lady that got mad at me for my lottery comments. So I started smoking again a couple months ago, and I was in uh, Turkey Hill picking up a pack of cigarettes. And this lady who was in front of me in, the, in line, I, I wasn't really paying attention to what she was buying. But when I got to my turn, I was like, oh, yeah, how you doing? You know, whatever. And I said, do you have a long shift yet? And she said, a couple hours, but it feels like forever. And these people keep buying these damn lottery tickets. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's like a tax on the stupid, isn't it? And this lady on the other side of the room, the same lady who had been in line in front of me, <laughs> Apparently, she had got scratcher tickets, and she had walked over to the other end of the room to scratch them, and she caught my eye. (laughs) God, if if looks could fucking kill, I'd be a dead man. She was like, motherfucker, the benefits of the Pennsylvanians. Yeah, you don't fuck with a gambling addict. That's my retirement plan. (laughs) Oh, my God. I thought that was, I thought I was gonna get jacked. I was really thought I was gonna be in trouble there, so I left. Hey, Tom. Like a coward. Hey, Tom. Fucker, yeah. I buy those tickets too. Huh? I buy those scratch off tickets too. Um, I do too. <laughs> I think everybody does. I think everybody does once I mean, in a while. We, I mean, we don't. We, I buy them like once a week. I spend like maybe maybe oh twenty bucks every two weeks. I think I get them, and 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 we usually have a have a. We're usually just above breaking even, which is fine. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's like playing a fucking game. I I, I spent four dollars for a They're pack fun. for whatever game I'm playing on my phone. What's the difference? Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. like going to the casino. I don't really expect to win a lot of money going to the casino, but it's kind of fun to play a couple rounds of cards and actually have money riding on it. Yeah, I agree. And and the thing is, you is know. we 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 keep the tickets for a while, so we'll we'll turn them in when we have like two or three hundred bucks, and then we'll do something with that. Yeah. It's the shittiest savings plan fucking ever. It's <laughs> negative interest. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that uh, they're great gifts because of the potential they are. Like, if you've got someone who's, like, 21 years old and you have no idea what to buy them other than, like, a beer, like, you want to throw something in, in their card, it's like... I could give you 20 bucks, but I'm going to give you the potential for $200,000, you know, and a six pack of beer. That's what I, that's what I did for my, uh, 
my 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 friend's kid this weekend. Uh, he uh, just turned 22, so I bought him a couple six packs of beer and uh, a lottery ticket, which he lost. He's like, "This present sucks," but I think he enjoyed there it. There you go. Alcoholism and gambling. Nothing says happy birthday. You know, my wife. My wife. Every every Christmas, every birthday, everybody gets fucking lottery tickets. I mean, they get other gifts too, but she always gives lottery tickets. I'm like, you know what? That's kind of cool. You know, yeah. hey, I, every, everyone deserves, you know, false hope and broken dreams for their for their holidays. Sure. <laughs> well, I had an aunt and uncle who used to get me these, uh, these like bonds. They were worth $25, but they wouldn't be worth $25 until like 25 years after they were issued. I have no idea what they paid for them. But yeah, those, it was, those a, government it was bonds. a weird Suck. investment. And uh, I just remember cashing them in in my 20s and not getting what they were worth. <laughs> yeah, like $17.43 out of all of them. Yeah. I think I had, um, when I turned 21, I actually had some that, that matured. Um, so I, I don't know if they were bought when I was like an infant. I think they were like 20-year bonds or something like that. But I, when I turned 21, I got them and, and like... So for my 21st birthday, I got an investment that was bought when I was born and I got 300 bucks out of it. Like, I feel like that is the shittiest investment fucking ever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Buy bonds. If you're an idiot, why don't you just play the fucking lottery? Yeah, really? Yeah. $300 worth of instant uh, lottery tickets would have probably netted you more than that. You were at least broken even. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just have to get there on when they stock the, when you uh, the day they stock the fucking tickets, and then you just buy one whole roll. You're well, liable these, to do these better. These people, these people, this aunt and uncle were, first of all, enormously shitty people. They're both dead, and I feel comfortable calling them shitty people because no one that I know, living or dead, would argue it. And secondly, where they were just notoriously terrible gift givers. Like they would give us like coloring books and shit. It was, we were like an afterthought. Like they'd be like, "Oh, I suppose we'll come over a week after Christmas, and here's a here's a coloring book and some crayons." Happy twenty fifth birthday! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she she was constantly working under the guise that you were perpetually three years old and a girl. Yeah. <laughs> it looks Just... like a pink nightmare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we were talking about um, about I. You were talking about your wife making donuts, and we were talking about desserts. I'd like to take a moment to talk about probably the only time that chocolate and donuts equaled out to something absolutely fucking disgusting. Are you guys Is this a poop joke? with with paleo? No, it's not. I wish it was. I mean, it might just be. Who knows? Um, but the paleo, paleo diet stuff, you know, eating shit that, that cavemen would have eaten essentially. Oh, I was thinking of soccer players. (laughs) Like (laughs) the pele diet. (laughs) Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) But, uh, this paleo diet, apparently cavemen ate donuts and they tasted fucking horrible. I have to tell you that. The product here, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name the company name because I don't know. I mean, it's not really that important. I don't feel like getting sued, but their uh, their motto is essentially, "Our wholesome donuts are the tastiest, healthiest, sweet treats you will find." They're better for you. Sorry, they're not just better for you. They're the best for you, and that's their promise. I have to say that I have never taken one bite out of a chocolate donut and gone. <laughs> That tasted like it was made out of dirt and covered in chocolate before the other day. So what you're saying is this: these things just really taste like shit then? They taste like if somebody took dirt and packed them into like a donut-shaped thing and then put some chocolate over the top. And the thing is, the ingredients sound delicious. They're like, oh, natural cocoa and virgin Coconut. Apparently, they had virgin coconut oil back in caveman days, also. Of course. And almond, almond flour, cage-free, non-GMO eggs. Well, of course they were cage-free sugar. eggs. They didn't have nobody invented fucking cages. They haven't invented a wheel yeah. yet. Well, I mean, no, that the eggs were probably enormous at this, you know, in caveman days. They're like pterodactyl eggs and shit, you know. 
one egg would make six trays of brownies. <laughs> no grains, no dairy, no gums, no soy, no GMO, and no peanuts. And I gotta well, tell you, these were the most disgusting fucking things I ever ate. Maybe you need to have a kitchen full of uh, friendly dinosaurs to help you do your various kitchen tasks. <laughs> it's a fucking dessert. There's no reason to have had to have fucking vegan uh, fucking whatever stupid shit that they do. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, keto, whatever, you know, for, for, for donuts, eat a fucking donut. If you don't want to gain yeah. the weight, don't eat the fucking donut. If you're gluten intolerant, you know what? There's probably another option for you that you can have something that at least mimics close enough. But if you're just somebody who's like, I'm going to lose weight by eating like a caveman, you don't get a fucking donut. You ass. Yeah. yeah cavemen didn't eat donuts. You just and said they if did. If they did, they were probably made out of poop or dirt. Well, and here's the I thing. knew it was unless, a poop joke. I knew it was a poop joke. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> unless unless you have a, a, a medical condition, there's no reason why you can't have a donut. You just can't have six of them a day or have them every day. Yeah. Have one every fucking three weeks. Fucking now he Make tells it a me. Treat. Jesus Christ. I have you know, to ask you because on the box, I've never had a box of donuts that very specifically said how to enjoy your donuts. I apparently didn't read the directions on how to enjoy it. That's why I didn't enjoy them. Because uh, uh, they're like, our donuts are best when kept frozen. So what do you, you get to suck on them then until they reach a point where you can chew them? Does that make them better? Ew. Well, I think dirt like- tastes like dirt no matter what. I you just, like inject them with spit and then they start to dissolve <laughs> and then you suck them back out like a spider. It's just so interesting to me. Like, uh, you know, there are so many different confectioners out there who, who just make shitty products. And, and like we made donuts here this morning. Basically we fucking half asked it and piecemealed it together and got it to work. And they were actually quite good. They weren't Krispy Kreme donuts, but we don't have that kind of, you know, Tech, we don't have that kind of uh, machinery here to make those things. So I'm thinking that maybe the three of us can actually go into business together. We will make our own donut shop. And I think the best name is we're going to be called the Donut Punchers. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Lick that fudge ring. And I will make I will make chocolate donuts that don't taste like dirt. And, and the thing is, they have like a like a happy little chocolate bar that apparently took a bite out of itself because there's no bites out of anything else. Smiling and chewing on the side, and a Hershey Kiss that's also like very happy looking. And it had like a fudgy coating on it. But I have to say, it was like, have you ever had uh, like pure cacao cocoa, like chocolate? Yeah. Like it has no sweetness to it at all. It's like it's like eating baker's chocolate. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what the, the shit chocolate you put on in the chili. Yeah, like. right. Ugh. Yeah, it, it was terrible, dude. That sounds like, awful. I so, feel like if the people that made these are listening, they're going to know that I'm talking about their shitty donuts. But I'm not naming your name; just a bunch of the stuff on your package. So, so, um, <laughs> oh yeah, you you can definitely express the opinion that you think their stuff sucks. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's terrible. I think that is still within within your right to do that. I, if if you said yeah, it was, if you said it, <laughs> if you said it actually contained poop, um, and and you know like the the broken dreams of of abandoned children, then that be might be different. I don't know. Not I that think we're saying that we're not saying that, of course. I think poop hypothetically speaking. So for donut punchers, I think we actually we actually focus on the fact that we that we actually have a little hole punch that punches out the the the, the center of the donut, and okay, and and, and 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 because everyone else has donut holes, right? We're not going to call them that. We're going to call those dirt buttons. Dirt buttons. <laughs> okay, I like that. Welcome hey, to I Dirt Punchers. To, Would you like a lot of our R and D into making these the most unhealthful donuts possible? I mean, I just yeah. want them to be straight up like lard, trans fat, just whatever we can uh. put into it that's terrible for you. My philosophy on donuts is if you're going to eat a donut, you might as well suffer for it. Right, I and, have and the they'll be idea. and they'll be sprinkled with the with the dried blood flakes of devout Catholics. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, we could actually have a, uh, a variety of the buttholes. 
uh, that you can actually bite into, and they'll have dirt something buttons. inside of them that'll dirt squirt buttons. out into your mouth. Yeah, dirt buttons. Sorry. That 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 you can bite into, and it'll squeeze out something in your mouth you weren't expecting. Just like if oh. you bit into a real butthole. Oh, you mean like those uh, little Cinnabon things that you get at Taco Bell? Yeah, or or like Chul's gum. <laughs> or we just make we we actually just make eclairs that fit directly within that right right down the center of the donut. Oh, yeah, and, nice and, big cream puff. Yes, and those are actually the donut punchers on the menu. Mm. Nice. Yeah, punch this we in. Don't even, we don't even need to make full-size donuts. We can just make dirt buttons and make a killing. Dirt buttons, donut punchers. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great. Yeah. And, and one of the selling points is that you can eat them by the handful because who doesn't want to eat something by the handful? Isn't that just the height of gluttony when, when you can just eat a handful of something? Just a handful of donut guts, like right down the gullet. Yeah. Yeah, just. Right. Mm. Just pure, pure greed and just oh, hedonism. It's like clinging <laughs> in your beard and shit. It's, it's amazing. You see me eat. Just a, just a handful of of dirt holes in one hand and a and like a fucking bottle of like uh, old granddad in the other. Oh man, yeah. just yeah, class. This. Where, where are we going again? We gotta go to the fucking hideout. Hey, hey, can you uh, oh, can you take us to the hideout? Get your shit together. Can you take us to the hideout? Oh, where's the hideout? I promise I won't kill you when we get there. It's uh, about five miles outside of town. You'll see this uh, steer head on a post, like a skull, and you're going to want to turn right there and follow it back until you get into the hill. It's called Horny Ranch. This okay. fucking guy. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. That's right by how, the Collins Market. How do, how do you know where we're going? Because you just told me. I know, I told you that, but you said you knew where we were going. Like, you knew, like, you've been there before. Have you ever been to our hideout? No, but I've been to the Collins Market right near there. I swear to God. I'm going to turn all into Boston up in here. Can you say that I again? I don't even know what the fuck that means. I, I think it means he likes apples. Well, I don't have a problem with apples. I'm just trying to drive you to this place. You guys ready to go? Here we go. Any day now, Chief. We're going. You, I can't drive through the traffic. Just give me a second here. I'm going to lean out the window and pick off a couple of these fuckers so that way they get out of the way. What? No, no, no. Stop, stop. What are you doing? What are you doing? What That's are you a, doing? That's what, what she else? said. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, God. Now there's the cops on us. The cops are on us. Jesus. You better fucking step on it then. I'm stepping on it. Oh, I also got a fucking... Loud. I got a barrel sticking into your back that says you're going to drive faster. That's also what I'm she said. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, that really is uncomfortable. If you could take that out of my back, I'd be a much better driver. Sorry, wrong oh, hole. train! 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 Step on it! Beat the uh, train! I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. All right. Flooring it. Mommy! We made it! Just made it. Look, yeah. no fucking cops are in the rear view. No problems here. Just keep going. All right, we're moving. We're moving. I shot myself. Oh no, he shot himself. <laughs> no, no, no. Say that again. No, no. I think he definitely said shit. You fucking pig. Oh my god. It stinks back here. Roll the windows down. It's like when that one guy in your office brings in fish and microwaves it for lunch. Oh, God. I think I'm going to be sick. Sheesh. Oh. No, fish, not sheesh. It's different. That's the, that's the last time we stop at McDonald's for you before we go to do something like that. What? a fish on sale my ass. Hey, I it's right up here. Train's only so it's right long. up here. It's Right turn, Clyde. Ah! How'd you know my name was Clyde? I don't know, look at guys. You I fucking know. made me bash my head off the window, you son of a bitch. Oh, you know my mom? Stop. I'm talking to the driver, you dingus. You know my mom? We have the same mom? 
Holy yes. shit. You're my brother. Yes, you do. Oh and my I fucked God. both of them a little while ago. Now go. Wait, you just uh, fucked my brother? That's weird. That's really, yeah, really whatever. weird. Yeah, whatever. I'm fucking everybody. I'm going to fuck you in a second if you don't stop. Well, maybe you should just put that away now. What's that, my gun or my penis? Say that again? I said my gun or my penis. That's what, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're fucking dead. So, I was in middle school, and I was in uh, Mr. Bird's class. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bird... Bird. Mr. Bird and his, first of all, his son was in my grade and in my class. Was his name and like Robin, like Robin Bird or some shit no, like that? No, that would have been funny. I don't remember his name actually, but um, he was uh, the math my math teacher, and he was also my homeroom teacher. So we were in there for study hall, and I remember there were a couple of kids in the back room talking about inhaling butane and passing out and then their farts would burn afterwards and they thought that was hilarious and i remember thinking oh these guys are cool i want to impress yeah, them of course so i'm gonna draw a picture of a naked woman so that was my idea because you know i guess when you're that age you're just jizzing constantly you just you can't really help it so i'm drawing a picture of uh, a really poorly rendered picture of a naked woman uh sitting spread eagle and one of my classmates sees it, goes, what are you drawing, Tom? And I'm like, nothing. And <laughs> the teacher gets up and goes, what is it, Tom? What are you What are you drawing? And I'm like, I'm drawing an airplane. And <laughs> grabs it, takes it up to his desk, sits down and sighs heavily and says, Tom, see me after class. You have so much to learn about aviation, young man. <laughs> this is not even close to being aerodynamic. No, this this is really, really, there's a cleft here. I don't know what that's about, Tom. It's really Not bad. only that, son, it appears as though you put the cockpit towards the rear. So, now, it turns out this guy also went to the church that I went to back before I hit the <laughs> And my mom caught wind of it through him. And now she thinks the whole church is going to know. And she's probably right. <laughs> so, so now I'm filthy, dirty Tom the pervert. And I'm like, well, you know, whatever. I guess uh, if the shoe fits. <laughs> well, we all knew that was coming. Yeah. Yeah, well, precursor of things to, yeah, things to come, yes. Yeah. I have a kind of a similar story. In, uh, I went to, uh, to Catholic school until I was in fifth grade. And um, we had uh, an assignment sheet one time, and the thing had, like, it was, I think it was for math. And it had uh, a Bugs Bunny-looking character on it, and for some reason I decided this day to draw gigantic tits on it. And this was something that I had to turn in also. And, like, uh, I had a pencil that didn't have the greatest eraser, and my mom was like, oh, let me look at your homework. And I proceeded to run around the house and try to hide this paper from her for a good 15, 20 minutes until my mom finally, like, tackled me and got it from me and then was like, why did you do this? And I was like, I don't know. I thought he would look good with boobs. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was my story. And it was impossible to erase also. All right, I apparently so... drew them in really really thick all right so this is going to be um i've got my own contribution to this story you ready all right trifecta of drawing boobs on shit story not exactly damn uh let me think about this a second (laughs) (sighs) okay i'm done (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad you you added that to the story anything for the team (laughs) uh jokes about poop the sound of pee drawing boobs on stuff it all it all fits it's a good podcast (laughs) you guys are really stepping up your game tonight well you know kind of falling back into some uh old habits 
I find myself more and more pinned to Twitter. Like, I don't go anywhere else anymore. I just find myself on Twitter all day. And I'm just following whatever trends. And a lot of times what trends doesn't make sense to me. Like, just to take a look at it right now. Like, what's on Twitter right now? I don't know. I don't know, what's man. My, my tw- <laughs> so, um, since, I don't know, sometime around, like, January 7th, I don't know why. I can't think of a reason. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I have yet, I have not really had a good reason to be on Twitter. I haven't That's had anybody to respond to, and I haven't had any notifications come up coming up to incite my own, you know, my own personal frustration with certain individuals. So it's interesting. Like you be, you're more on Twitter. I'm like, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I think I think I just started the trend. It seems to be how I get my news. Like I know, I know what's going on more now because I look at Twitter, and it's kind of fun because it's like finding a puzzle piece and going, "Well, what the fuck is this?" Yeah, so that's what, what Twitter was great to? for. So, okay, so so fun fact: I used to work for Twitter. Um, I was data center engineer or data center uh, uh, technician actually for for four years. Uh, it was one of the best jobs I ever had. Uh, and so, like, as far as like how social media works. I loved the idea of the platform. I still do. And I, like Facebook is where you go to see what your grandmother had for lunch or what your mom is doing today with this long diatribe story. Whereas uh, Twitter is where you go to get a pulse on what's currently happening right now yeah. in the world. So you see all right. the trending mm-hmm. stuff. But in the last four years, Twitter became a place where it was just this this geopolitical platform where everyone was raging on their politics. And again, can't fathom a reason why. And that's kind of where I found myself. So looking back on my own Twitter feed over the last four years, it's just a fucking, it's just a wasteland of garbage um, of, of me responding to certain things that I, that I personally disagreed with. And now Mm -hmm. that that's over with, I'm like, so now what? Oh, that's yeah. right. I know what the answer is. I fucking taught myself how to freaking scrape skin off my own feet. <laughs> Fair enough. I see your point. I, I, I just, for me, it's like a lazy man's CNN. You know, like, like I catch if I want to find out what's going on at the, at, like, from the from the perspective of the people, I find Twitter is a great place to go. Um, I, I love the way that that uh, like certain trends and hashtags get hijacked by different movements. Uh, that's always fun to watch. Like K-pop always takes over these trends. Like I can't remember which one they took over recently, but K-pop took over a trend that was that was largely uh, pro GOP and just turned it into a, a, a scathing mess. Kind of like how the Proud Boys a, turned into a platform for gay pride. That was exactly. the best thing ever, by the way. Absolutely, dude. That is the pimpest fucking thing. I love that they did that. I love that they made that a, a reality. It just shows me that it's possible to culture hack still. In fact, now more than ever, it's possible to do so. So let's talk a second about TikTok. You guys, ever, have you been on TikTok at all? I oh, yeah. used to have a TikTok account, yes. I, I, well, I, have, a, I have an account, uh, but I don't, I don't post anything, but... I have found tremendous value in TikTok where I thought it was just a bullshit platform. It basically was just like video Instagram uh, or no, mm-hmm. uh, not, what's the other one? Uh, not Instagram, but uh, uh, Snapchat. Yeah, Vine, I, I, fuck, I, I fucking hate Snapchat with all my heart. I do. Because it's just basically a bunch of shit who just, a bunch of bullshit from people who just don't matter and think that they can call themselves influencers. TikTok actually there is a there is a large degree of funny. I I I tend to avoid the debutards who just like flash their tits just to just to try to get likes. I don't really see any value in that at all. But what's interesting is I, I, I discovered an author on there. And this is a guy who started talking about he this is around the time that where my wife and I were going through some, some a bit of a personal tragedy, um, and we kind of needed to be able to to be able to clear our heads and be more in touch with who we were and understand more about what was going on inside ourselves. 
Mm-hmm. And this guy started talking about ways that we could hack our own minds and mm. hack our brains and, 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 and a way of finding happiness by removing the bullshit that's in the center of our, of, of our, of our biggest focus of us and our mind. And that allowed us to, to, to feel happiness without being bogged down by garbage. And the guy's name is Sean Webb. And the website is mindhackinghappiness.com. I have actually read his first book. I've, I'm almost through his second book. I am in absolute, I'm smitten with the ideas this guy presented. They are backed up not only by like just, it's not just a self-help book. There's a whole lot of information in this, in this program that is backed up by science. And that just tickles me to no end. And there's great personal stories. And the guy has a way of telling his tale in a way that makes a lot of sense. So if you, if either of you haven't known about it or seen it before, I would strongly encourage you to check out mindhackinghappiness.com and look at, and looking into the books, mind hacking happiness volumes one and two, they're tied together <laughs> and you need to read both and you need to go through the program. It really does help you shed off a lot of that crap. Had I, had I had this a couple of years ago, it would have saved me a lot of heartache and probably a lot of bad tweets on Twitter. Uh, in response to some shit that I just I just needed okay. to let go of, and so like, so it's just like it just sort of uses different sciences to to give you coping techniques and and and, and mechanisms for better processing information. No, no, what it is is that it's it, it it's centered on the idea of meta awareness, and in meta awareness okay. you are you are aware of yourself and you're aware of the feelings that you're feeling and you're able to name and tame those feelings. So when you get angry, you don't just automatically lose 10 IQ points. You can recognize that you're angry, get in touch with that, calm yourself down by intellectualizing what's happened as opposed to just defaulting to an emotional response. You, Mm -hmm. and, 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 and if you can do that on a consistent enough level, then you can then engage some neuroplasticity so that you can then rearrange the way your brain works. So there's gray matter in your brain, but there's also white matter. And the white matter is right. that is that energy is that brain matter that you can then redirect. It's like it's like doing curls all the time versus never doing arms. Right? So right. you can build up those muscles in your brain so then that part has a much higher chance of responding as opposed to that emotional response that 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 reptilian brain where you lose intellect uh, intellect in, in a very short period of time. Sure. So you're literally wiring a shortcut to your, to your, in your brain to sync up new behavior. He doesn't call it mind hacking happiness for no reason. Yeah. So you're right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, I've actually employed some of those techniques myself um, through years of therapy. And I, I have to say, you know, changing habits, it's difficult, but once you can establish a pattern and stick with it for about 30 days, it, you can make it a lifetime. The, the, I, th- uh, I think the, I think the neural side's a bit different. I think when you're, when you're, when you're affecting specifically the way that your brain works in, in that, unta- in that intangible space, it's a lot different than like trying to break a habit of smoking or, sure. or, or soda drinking or, or responding with certain words, like like there's there's a there's a whole different aspect to it, and I think it requires a bit more close monitoring. My wife it's has already read the component. books. Yes, yeah. Like my my, my wife has read the books yeah. like twice already, and she's going through and she's going to be reading them again. And we're going to be doing the same thing with her son. You know, like we we we've you know we've been strongly encouraging him to read this as well. And even to my two kids, I've I've even said that you guys, although you're pretty young, you need to you really need to look into something like this because this will help you tremendously. Like the idea yeah. of journaling, right? So journaling mm-hmm. sounds like I a journal simple a lot. Journaling sounds like a simple concept. People who journal do much better in job interviews. They're much better job performers. They do much, much better in in those areas where you're you're being interrogated or asked questions. And nobody really knows why. There's no specific reason to it, but there are studies that show that journaling, even in a very, very short term, has very, very strong benefits. And they and they really, really matter to the way your brain works. It's theorized that that you're able to shed the bullshit from your unconscious or for yourself from your subconscious, excuse me, so that then you your 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 conscious mind can work great. 
And speaking of subconscious, then we can talk about like how your subconscious and the other parts of your body have more to do with your decision making. And you should put more trust in those things than your actual conscious brain. Yeah, that shit's going to throw you for a loop when you get to that point. When you realize that people have taken studies where there have been two groups, one who was given basically a gambling choice where the odds were slightly in their favor and another where they were give, where they were slightly against their favor. And the response from the body was different from the response from the brain. It took people on an average of about 50 turns to realize that they were either A, winning or B on the track of losing. Whereas the, the, the physical responses that were monitored showed that the, that the body understood the game in about 10 pulls. So your body can, can understand what's happening to you five times faster than your actual conscious brain does. That's interesting. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of really, wow. really, really good information that you can read through and, and to understand the personal stories. And, and you get much better at things like forgiveness. And it has the potential to really, really raise your emotional quotient. So your EQ can go up tremendously. And studies show that people with high EQs are much, much better performers at work. And they also uh, can, can attain much higher levels at work than they can this... if they don't have any of these skills. This sounds like something that I could apply directly to some of the depressive attitudes that I've had lately, because honestly, that's what's holding me back in life. It's the number one thing is that I get too wrapped up in how I feel. And I know that those feelings are chemical, you know, if I can take some of this information and learn to, to rationalize my way out of those feelings until I'm up on my feet again, I do better at work. I do better at home. I do better with this podcast. I do better in every aspect of yeah, my life. Absolutely. So if you want to link it below um, after the podcast, it's mindhackinghappiness.com. And the author's name is Sean Webb. W-E-B-B. W-E-B-B. Got it. Yeah, I'll definitely link it. That sounds... Uh, Hey, you know, once in a while, I like to plug free, give free plugs to stuff. And this sounds like something worth plugging. So, so. it's interesting. So it, what, what's really interesting to me is at a time that my wife and I really needed it based on some shit that we were going through, not with each other, but just with the world around us. Like I found this after I had signed up on TikTok and I was like, holy fucking shit, this is exactly what I need to hear right now. And I started sending her these TikToks and he was one of the, one of the first accounts I liked on TikTok. And I just kept finding his stuff coming up and I was just totally enamored with it. And we have gone on road trips. We have headed out to like Allegheny National Forest and the whole way there, we listened to podcasts. And every time we drove out to like, you know, um, uh, the Kinzu Dam or wherever we were going, we had this playing. And so like in one trip, I almost got through one book. It's about nine hours or so of reading. So or of listening to if you're going to do if you're going to an audio book, I don't recommend <laughs> reading an actual book while you're driving. Not good for you. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, maybe if you've got one of them self-driving cars. Fancy Dan. Actually, my car does drive itself, but only for about thirty seconds at a time. I love, I love some of the, some of the, uh, uh, the, the auto driving features in cars now. I can't wait until this is much more of a thing, especially on highways. Uh, it's gonna be a little while. Uh, the current market or the current like engineering stats think that like twenty fifty is around the year that we see a full-fledged, fully autonomous vehicle landscape. I'm not comfortable autonomous, or I'm not con comfortable with autonomous driving in um, urban settings or even rural settings. But like on the highway, though, I should be able to just point and click and just go. And then it gets me to where what I'm waiting for is is GPS integration. So it gets me to whatever. Uh, 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 exit or off ramp I'm going to, and then it alerts me it's time for me to take over, and yeah. and I, I'll be I'll be happy as shit with that because most of the time that I'm doing this long distance driving, is is I'm actually relying on that autonomous driving. If I'm in town, I'm never using that shit, never using it. But but if I can get from from here up to up to fucking Erie without like I'm in Pittsburgh. So from, from Pittsburgh to Erie and I can take the interstate the whole way and it will just stay on the interstate and not fuck up. 
um, and, and, and only alert me if there's a problem in traffic. I'd love that idea. I think that is an ultimate use of that. And I think we're going to see that in a much shorter time than before. Oh, uh, for sure. 2053 before 30, 35 years from now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was saying the end game, like the, the minority report picture of, you know, these super cities with, sure. with fully yeah. automated. Well, I, I agree. Yeah. That sort of picture, and I don't think it's going to look like that, but that sort of idea is, yeah, 35 years in the future. What you're describing is probably more like 10. Right, yeah. Um, the problem is one of conversion. Think of it like, um, think of it like Back to the Future 2. Not everyone has a flying car. Those that do not get cheap conversions just to get it done. And there are all kinds of hoaxers out there who are willing to sell you cheap conversion kits. That's the problem. The, you're not going to have every vehicle is not going to have a pre-market um, package that allows it to self-drive on these major highways that are going to become predominantly self-driving or autonomous vehicle. Well, hell we uh, can't even get setups. to, we can't even get to, 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 to fuel economy that matters. We can't even get to, to emission standards that, that are really going to make a huge impact until uh, what is Ford's plan? 2035. Yeah. Like that's a fucking long ways away. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, 25 years away from having vehicles that don't spit emissions. Come on. We can get off gas faster than that. Which, sure we can. The problem is, I understand the problem is, is the infrastructure and the power sources for these vehicles and, and being able to monetize that. That's the big thing. Because if we can't monetize actual fossil fuels, then we have to be able to charge you out the ass for electricity to charge your vehicle for. And my, well, yeah, and my I, biggest concern is... Think of it. My biggest concern is the fact that like they're going to be looking at monetizing this and putting trickle charges and then charging you by the hour for charging up the battery in your car. And the problem with that is, is like if you're making a long distance trip, if I have to, if I have to drive across the country, do I have to stop and stay somewhere for eight hours to fucking charge up my car? Yep. That's, Hmm. that's bullshit to me. Like that, that, Mm -hmm. that, like we need to get to a better battery efficiency ratio and, and, and an inline recharge so we can be doing some recharging, um, through some local generator shit within the vehicle. That's actually putting juice back in the battery. So you really, really slow down your, your consumption rate. Like I've, I've driven hybrids and those batteries, like if I really get on it, those batteries are gone in like 10 minutes. There is no reason that those batteries should be gone in fucking 10 minutes. I've never had a problem with my hybrid. Well, that's not entirely true. Um, Recently, I did have a problem with it. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Recently, I did have a problem with it where I, I, I wasn't turning it on every week because I wasn't using it. I wasn't having to go to work. Yeah. Um, and I left it too long, and I, I tried to start the one day, and the battery was just completely dead. And they ended up having to replace it. And I don't know if it's just if it was a bad battery or what, but it was always uh, kind of funky. Like if I left the flashers on with the the engine turned off for like ten minutes, it would it would drain, and I'd have to sit there with the with it off and let it charge itself back up for a while before I could it start. Hurt the, the uh, monk up a little bit. I had to do make what? It run in its, make the chipmunk run in its wheel a little faster. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it feels that way. I I miss my I I miss my CRV dearly. Uh I've got an insight right now and it's a decent enough car, but it feels like a lurching metal grasshopper every time I'm coming from a stop to a like pulling out the traffic or something like that. Like it jerks and it's, I've gotten used to it, but it's really frustrating. It's terrible when it jerks, when you're pulling it out. <laughs> yeah, That's what she said. I actually had, yeah. I, I had a, um, I had bought a 2006 Honda civic hybrid and, mm-hmm. and those had the, the early, um, uh, uh, what do they call them? The CR, not CR, is it CRV transmissions? 
or CVR. CV, CVT. CVT, that's it. The continuous variable. Constant trip. variable, yeah. Yeah. Continuous variable. So, I have one of them in my uh, Mercury. Yeah, so so I had a 2006 that had like a quarter million miles in the car. And and apparently those <laughs> the early versions of those transmissions just absolutely sucked ass. They were so bad. <laughs> so like whenever you stepped on the gas, the car would would just about vibrate itself to death. And hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, Oh, yeah. Thank you. So um, the car about vibrated itself to death and it was, and it was, and it was so herky jerky, but I talked to a mechanic and said, basically what they do is they spring load before they take off. So what you're getting is actually the result of that spring load when that spring load is just about worn out. So those early CVTs were, yeah, spring load, (laughs) were just fucking terrible. Like they were just like, I have a, I have a, 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 like a a late model Subaru um, Forester that has, that has a a CVT in it, automatic transmission. And and I, I have no problems with it. But it, but it feels like it, 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 it shifts like a normal transmission. So I'm kind of wondering, did we move away from the CVTs? I think they probably just improved them a little bit. Maybe they did, I guess. Yeah. Because I have, I have two vehicles with CVTs in them, and the way the mechanic explained it to me, because the one in my uh, significant other's vehicle went out, is, well, they either last like... 90,000 miles or 20. <laughs> well, fuck that. That was, that was basically his explanation of it to me. <laughs> That's not a gamble I'm taking. Fuck, a transmission's expensive, man. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Trust me. We're in the middle of that right now. Ugh. Trying to get uh, something put into the car because it's been sitting in my driveway for months, not going anywhere. So, like, if I had my Thankfully, car... Yeah, out on me right down the street from my house. So I've had my car for 13 months and I have 10,000 miles on it. Um, uh, 2020 was a hell of a year for for not driving. Well, that was a whole lot of boring conversation. <laughs> that shit was awesome. You shut your mouth right now. Why don't you come over here and make me? <laughs> Sounds like a promise, big boy. <laughs> Okay, that was a whole lot of just digital gibberish. I have no idea. Yeah, what that was. <laughs> That's close to what we've been hearing all night long, dude. He literally. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that should. Happen. I think that should stay though. In the podcast. That was funny. Yeah. That was funny. It sounded like, like drunk. It sounded like, you saw, it sounded like uh, RTD2 had, had had hit a blunt and then like drank a fifth of Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was going to say. Somewhere a robot is laughing their ass off. Ha ha. Ha One zero zero one zero. Bleep bloop. Bleep bloop. <laughs> Speaking of Jameson, I'm very satisfied with the fact that Conor McGregor lost this past weekend. I know that, uh, Tom, you don't follow sports very much, but he's such an arrogant piece of shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah that okay. was <laughs> Fuck you both. Thank you very much. Fell <laughs> on deaf ears. <laughs> That's okay. So, Tom, I finally am uh, finally going to get you your Christmas present. After, you know, I mean, it's going to be February, but uh, better late than never. I was finally working on it to finish it up, and I had to take and, like, glue down the edges of it and put a backing on it and stuff like that, but uh, that's going to probably have to be a story for another time. So you're saying my fursuit is ready? Yes. It's going to look like a pink nightmare. You're going to love it. Thanks for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. 
giving it to you like I've had the urge to piss given to me about six times now. Have a question for us? You want us to talk about something on the show? Would you, dear listener, like to ask us a question? Send us an email at storytimewithtomandmike at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to learn more about the show... And get extras like links to the videos, sites, and other media... Visit dembeans.biz. That's a dot biz because we mean business. Hell yeah!